Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll visit the website, johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you today. A few technical difficulties, but I think we're working them out. We're going to visit with Kathleen Pasadomo, the Senate president in the state of Florida. We'll also visit with Boo Mortensen. Seton Motley is the founder and president of Less Government. And we'll also visit with Linda Harden, my wife, uh, who's... Uh, we're going to be talking about what's going on on Capitol Hill and around the world. It is December the 20th, and on this day in 1957, while spending the Christmas holidays at Graceland, his newly purchased Tennessee, Tennessee mansion, rock and roll star Elvis Presley received his draft notice from the United States Army. With a suggestive style, one writer called him Elvis the Pelvis. A hit movie, Love Me Tender, and a string of gold records, including Heartbreak Hotel, Blue Suede Shoes, and Hound Dog, and Don't Be Cruel, Presley had become a national icon and the world's first bona fide rock and roll star by the end of 1956. As the Beatles' John Lennon once famously remarked before Elvis, there was nothing. The following year, at the peak of his career, Presley received his draft notice for a two-year stint in the Army. Fans sent thousands of letters to the Army asking him to be spared from uh, the enlistment, but Elvis would not have any of it. He decided he received one deferment, during which he finished working on his movie King Creole before being sworn in as the Army Private in Memphis on March 24th. After basic training, which included emergency leave to see his beloved grandmother Gladys before she died in 1958, Presley sailed to Europe on the USS General Randall. For the next 18 months, he served in a Company D, 32nd Tank Battalion, 3rd Army Division in Friedberg, Germany, where he attained the rank of sergeant. For the rest of his service, he shared an off-base residence with his father, grandmother, and some Memphis friends. After working during the day, Presley re returned home at night and to host frequent parties and impromptu jam sessions. At one of these, an Army buddy Presley introduced him to in uh, 14-year-old uh, Priscilla Bolio, whom Elvis would marry some years later. Meanwhile, Presley's manager, Colonel Tom Parker, continued to release singles recorded after, before his departure, keeping the money rolling in and his most famous client fresh in public minds. Elvis Presley drafted on this day. Well, Governor Ron DeSantis announced Monday he wanted lawmakers to pass paycheck protection legislation during a speech at the school board retreat. Uh, the governor spoke at the event called the Freedom Blueprint, DeSantis Education Agenda School Board Retreat. He wanted legislation to, uh, legislators uh, and legislation to provide the government from deducting union dues from teachers' paychecks. Instead, the governor said teachers would need to write checks to the unions. First of all, you totally don't have to join the teachers' union. But if you do, the government, we don't want to play a role in deducting anybody's money so you can write every, uh, every month for the dues and you can do it that way, Dan DeSantis explained. This, that maximizes freedom to choose, and I think it's be a more accurate reflection of who wants to be part of this or not. Earlier this year, Republicans proposed legislation that would allow Florida public employees to decide whether they want to become a union member. Specifically, it mandated that dues be reauthorized 
annual, you prevent unions from automatically charging people who may not want to stay part of the union. It also would require workers to confirm they want to be participating in the union before money is taken out of their paycheck. During the speech, DeSantis said uh, teachers' uh, unions um, may get behind liberal candidates in conservative counties. School boards' races in Florida are nonpartisan, but they'll dress them up as if they're reflecting the community's values, and it's hard to know as a voter because you get this information, this literature being sent to you that union, that's union-funded, he explained, and it seems like the candidates are good at saying the right things, and they're obviously, once they get in the school board, they basically vote left, which is not consistent with the values of those communities. Earlier this year, DeSantis made the unprecedented move to endorse a slew of 30 school board candidates with 24 of those candidates claiming victory. This is really, really, I think, just the beginning. I think this is what we've been able to do to to the show, and these races matter, DeSantis said. You're already seeing some of these school boards making big changes in their school districts, which I think is very, very encouraging to see people wanting to reform. For example, DeSantis endorsed school board members in the Sarasota and Broward counties ousted their current superintendents. The Brevard School Board superintendent said he would step down after newly elected school board members expressed their interest for a change in leadership during the first public meeting. Florida saw a red wave in November. While the governor applauded the high turnout for Republicans, he cautioned people not to count on the wins before the norm in every election going forward. So these are important fights going forward. I think a lot of teachers unions were surprised at how much effort all of us put into these races, he said. We'll guess that they're not going to do do that going forward. They're going to double down and they're going to come at it as even harder, guns blazing, because this is the entrenched interest. And they get their money from being able to be involved in these systems, DeSantis said. He asked the crowd, uh, what other school bo- uh, boards can we flip in 24? as school board members began shouting county names during the speech. The governor also asked about uh, other education opportunities, including teacher pay and teacher recruitment, and we're going to get all this stuff done, DeSantis said. It was quite a uh, position on his part, and I certainly endorse the whole notion of teachers not having dues deducted from their paychecks. If they want to be part of the union, they can write a check. The county and the state doesn't have to participate in that. Uh, this is going to really squeeze the uh, teachers' unions, and it's a good thing. Well, a new study by Committee to Unleash Prosperity Economists finds that government payments and free health care benefits can pay more than the annual equivalent, equivalent of a $100,000 job in three states and the equivalent of an $80,000 a year job in 13 states. That's amazing. This is from, again, the Committee to Unleash Prosperity, Stephen Moore. The National Average of Unemployment and Affordable Care Act subsidies for a family of four with two parents receiving benefits is the equivalent of more than $60,000 a year in cash benefits. The study authors conclude that these high benefits are the major reason that labor force participation is at or near a record low today as we're still seeing at least 3 million fewer Americans working today than before COVID. Added to the problem, the authors conclude, is that most of the landmark work requirements in the 1996 Welfare Reform Bill have been removed so workers are slower to get back on the job when they lose a job. The three states that offer benefit packages of more than $100,000 are Washington, New Jersey, and Massachusetts. The study also finds that in several states, even families with an income of above $400,000 a year can be eligible for taxpayer-subsidized health care coverage. Workers are needed everywhere, but Biden was making it easier to stay home and not to work. Isn't that amazing? 
So no wonder we have 3 million less workers than we had uh, before COVID. Well, the seventh edition of the Twitter files released Monday by author uh, Michael Schellenberger in a series of tweets explores how the intelligence community, including the FBI, discredited factual information about Hunter Biden's foreign business dealings. In this latest installment of the Twitter files, we present evidence uh, pointing to an organized effort by representatives of the intelligence community aimed at senior executives at news and social media companies to discredit leaked information about Hunter Biden before and after it was published, Schellenberger wrote. The story begins in December 2019 when a Delaware computer store owner named Paul, John Paul, uh, J.P. Mack, Isaac, contacts the FBI about a laptop that Hunter Biden had left uh, with him on December the 9th, 2019. The FBI issued a subpoena for and takes Hunter Biden's laptop, he says. After a series of events, the New York Post eventually ran its explosive story on October the 14th, 2020, revealing the business dealings of President Joe Biden's son, Hunter. Every single fact in it was accurate, Schellenberger wrote, and yet within hours, Twitter and other social media companies censored the New York Post article, preventing it from spreading and, more importantly, undermining its credibility in the minds of many Americans. Why is that? Why exactly did that happen? The censorship of the article came despite the fact that Hunter Biden's earns tens of millions of dollars in contracts with foreign businesses, including one linked to China's government, for which Hunter was offered no real work, Schellenberger wrote in one of the tweets. He added that we have discovered new info, information that points to an organized effort by the Intel, Intel community to influence Twitter and other platforms, including that during all of 2020, the FBI and other law enforcement agencies repeatedly primed then Head of T Trust and Safety, Yoel Roth, to dismiss reports of Hunter Biden's laptop as a Russian hack and leak operation. The, prime, the pressure on Twitter and other social media platforms continued even as Twitter executives repeatedly reported very little Russian activity during the election. Isn't that amazing? So we find out more and more that Twitter was actually an arm of, of the FBI and uh, pursuing quote-unquote domestic terrorists. So interesting. Lawmakers on the Congressional January 6th Committee are conducted, have conducted their final hearing yesterday, and the committee has formally issued their final report and criminal referrals to the U.S. Department of Justice against former President Donald Trump. We never had a president of the United States stir up a violent attempt to block and transfer power. I believe nearly two years later, this is still time of reflection and reckoning, Democrat Representative Benny Thompson, the committee's chairman, said at the hearing. The committee made up of seven Democrats and two Republicans recommended numerous charges against Trump, among them a federal charge of engaging in rebellion or insurrection against the authority of the United States. Of course, that's just complete bunk. It's just not true. And quite frankly, uh, this committee, because it was not properly made up and organized, is, has no official capacity anyhow. But that said, the charge stems from Trump's alleged oversight of the brief Capitol riot on January the 6th, which critics and commentators have argued was a violent attempt to overthrow the U.S. government. The committee could uh, vote on further charges in addition to the three to be considered on Monday. Those charges stem from an early report from a January 6th uh, subcommittee. A Trump spokesman, meanwhile, denounced the procedure, telling media that January 6th committee itself was a Hollywood executive's vanity documentary. 
project that insults Americans' intelligence and makes a mockery of our uh, democracy. No question about that. Between uh, April and June, the committee spent more than $3 million on its investigation. The final cost is unclear. So the, the uh, report is complete. It's been issued. It's now unpublished. And uh, uh, this is only going to solidify, I think, the, the loyalty of Donald Trump followers because this is just a sham. A new development in Arizona gubernatorial candidate Kerry Lake's election challenge could potentially spell bad news for current Secretary of State and Governor-elect Katie Hobbs. In an early Monday morning hearing at Maricopa County Superior Court, a judge listened to the case to dismiss Kate, uh, Lake's lawsuit and did not dismiss it out of hand. The judge is, however, taking the motion to dismiss the lawsuit under advisement. And while not quite the legal victory that Lake's team was looking for, the decision is still a stark contrast to a similar lawsuit filed in Arizona. Secretary of State uh, candidate Mark Fitchum and congressional candidate Z uh, Jeff Zink filed a lawsuit seeking to overturn the election results, and it was dismissed with prejudice, meaning it can't be filed again. Arizona Attorney General candidate Abe Habedah had filed a similar lawsuit to Lakes with a motion to dismiss set to be heard on Monday afternoon. Assuming it's not denied, a trial is set for Friday. Lakes lawsuit, which is the conservative firebrand is described as the strongest election lawsuit in U.S. history, uh, is, uh, is available to read if you want to go online. The lawsuit seeks to have Lakes name the winner, Lane, uh, Lake named the winner of the 2022 gubernatorial race. In lieu of that, the lawsuit would like to seek a, uh, current results to be vacated and to have another election. One definitive big ring win for Lake came on Friday afternoon when the Superior Court Judge Peter Thompson ordered Maricopa County to allow Lake's lawyers to inspect 50 randomly selected ballot-on-demand printed ballots cast on election day, 50 randomly selected early ballots cast in the race, and 50 randomly selected ballots that were marked spoiled. The uh, news agency did note that uh, Judge Thompson denied Lake's team's request to copy and photograph those 150 ballot elections. Uh, ballots. Democrat Secretary of State Katie Hobbs defeated Lake's by just over 17,000 votes. They also note that the following timeline, sh uh, should the lawsuit not be dismissed, is that on Wednesday and Thursday, that's tomorrow, and the following day there will be two-day hearing, the judge will have five days whether to confirm Hobbs as the winner or toss out her out and her victory. Uh, it's unclear where the judge will ultimately make a decision, though it's given the timing of the aforementioned hearing. He does not have a lot of time to do so. So apparently there's a crunch for time because of the uh, coronation of the winner. But uh, Lake has such a strong case. Hopefully justice will prevail. While well, U.S. Supreme Court on Monday said COVID-era restrictions to end this week should uh, temporarily stay in place as the Republican legal challenge moves forward, just as the White House and border communities had been prepping for an increase in the number of migrant crossings, Chief Justice John Roberts put on his big boy pants and agreed to pause the restrictions known as Title 42 after a group of states with Republican attorneys general said lifting the measure would saddle their states with additional costs if more migrants entered. Congratulations to these attorneys general and uh, John Roberts, thank you so much for uh, allowing justice to prevail. A new U.S. justice ruled last month that Title 42 
which uh, and blocked many migrants from seeking asylum, is unlawful, but the state sought to overturn the decision. The Supreme Court gave both sides in the legal dispute until Tuesday at 5 p.m. to respond. The order means that Title 42 will stay in place as the legal arguments play out. This is a big deal. And, uh, of course, the Biden administration is not paying much attention to whatever limitations there might be in allowing people into the, the country because they're lined up by the thousands to enter once uh, 40, Title 42 ends. And irrespective of Title 42, they've been entering uh, illegally. Well, this segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you visit johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. All right, I'm going to try and get uh, Kathleen Pasadomo on the phone. Let's see how this all works. Uh, you're going to be listening to it. We're going to do that more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Thank you so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, bringing you professional New York-style theater at its very best. To find out more, you can get tickets. Visit the website, gulfshoreplayhouse.org. Coming up later in the show, we're going to visit with Seat Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now we have with us our state senate president and our senator here locally, uh, Kathleen Pasadomo. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Kathleen. Uh, so um, I think your work is done in Tallahassee. How did last week go? <laughs> well, it just started. A work on special session is done. Uh, it went very well. Um, we passed three bills, that, um, two, two that are uh, hurricane kind of related, uh, saving taxpayers money, and, and, of course, the big bill, which was the insurance reform bill, um, you know, passed. We did have some bipartisan support on that. Uh, we had 100% vote on both the uh, uh, toll bill and the hurricane relief bill. So I feel pretty good. That's outstanding. So uh, uh, yesterday, this is just astounding to me, uh, saw, saw that uh, the governor uh, was meeting with the school teachers and said, hey, you know what, we're going to try and pass something that'll make you so you don't have to pay your so union dues through your paycheck, you have to, if you want to be part of the union, you've got to write your own check <laughs> to be, he is just being so, well, I think, uh, I just really appreciate his point of view. What are your thoughts? Well, that's called the Paycheck Protection Bill uh, that I did vote in favor of uh, once before. It did pass the Senate, but not the House a couple of years ago. Uh, basically, uh, what it is when um, a teacher is hired, they automatically get signed up for payroll deduction for union dues. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there's some uh, disagreement on whether or not uh, it's easy if you decide not to join, etc. Um, but I've heard stories from teachers that wanted to, that, that did not want to join the union and basically were cowed into it. So, it, because it's part of payroll deduction. So, if it's if it's voluntary where they actually write a check, that gives everybody the option to either join or not join uh, without being intimidated. So Kathleen, uh, the thing that apparently we've already passed legislation that says that uh, union, uh, uh, being in a union is a, uh, renewed annually in, in Florida? Yeah, well, it's, it's kind of complicated. There's, there's uh, percentages of, of you, you would have to um, renew if there's certain percentages that are not members, um, and 
I forget what the percentage is. Uh, we passed that about four four years ago, maybe five years ago. Uh -huh. um, and uh, you know, the the problem with the unions are is that you know we believe that more often than not they're out to protect themselves, right? Uh, rather than the uh, teachers, and uh, and unfortunately, uh, rather than the students. And uh, it's all about um, making sure that. You know, they, they continue in existence. And, I, and honestly, I, there's so much competition these days uh, for getting good teachers that the purpose of the unions back in the day when they had, uh, they had to protect their teachers is gone. And, um, you know, we do, we're doing everything we can to uh, recruit and retain quality teachers. So uh, the purpose of the union then, there really, there almost really isn't any. Uh, I don't think the collective bargaining issue is something that's important anymore because we're, you know, we're expanding how much we do for teachers. Uh, the governor is always thinking of, of ways to reward teachers. So uh, maybe the days of unions are, are long gone. Could be. And now, well, aren't they also the purveyors of uh, support for things like uh, critical race theory and, and some of the other things that are uh, the, being infected in, in our school systems across the country? So interesting. So, uh, are you all set for the holidays? Uh, I haven't started yet. Uh, this week I'm babysitting two grandkids, their dog, my dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's a madhouse. It's a madhouse. Plus, we're, you know, we're not in our house yet, so we're, we're still on a uh, borrowed neighbor's house. Um, so it's, uh, it's challenging. There's stuff everywhere. <laughs> oh, so interesting. So that's a, just, just a reminder that uh, your home was... Uh, Pretty much, uh, well, unlivable, wasn't it, uh, after the hurricane? Yeah, it, it's still, well, we have the drywall back in and the floors in, but the electric's not done. We don't have any cabinets. We don't, uh, most of our furniture uh, got destroyed. Uh, so we, you know, we're sort of in flux, but, uh, you know, I'm not worried about me. I, every time I go to Fort Myers, I went to Fort Myers Beach when the governor signed the hurricane bill. And, it's still, it's just tragic, and, yeah. and that's going to take forever. Um, here in Naples, every other house that was built, you know, after uh, Andrew that's higher up is looks pretty good. It's just houses like mine that are older that, that still look pretty bad. Well, just wish you the very best for the holidays, and uh, really appreciate your being a guest on the show. How many years has it been? It's got to be at least 10. Sixteen years on the Bob Hart Show every Tuesday morning. I so much appreciate it, and so do our listeners, thank Kathleen. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great day. All right, you as well. Thank you so much. All right, coming up, uh, we're going to be visiting with Boo Mortensen. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network.
Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of the Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete good. with great music. Well, I'm having technical difficulties. We're going to try and spray this thing together with bailing wire and make it work great anyway. Great value <laughs> and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff <laughs> no, have been part that. of it's not that. for years. I enjoy just, the great the one that I record the show was on the Blitz. So I'm trying something new. We'll see how it works out. Lulabee's so anything top of mind for today? Party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until so we'll 2 p.m. seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of a Mockery yes, and Pulling Road. All right, but let me stick Lulabee's you. I'm going to put you on speakerphone this time, okay? for a forever cool right, rockin' good time. Boo, are you there? Yes, I am. Collier County Sheriff Perfect. Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now, it's time to find out what's new with Boo, Boo Mortensen, right here on the Paradise Coast, former radio show host in Madison, Wisconsin. Boo, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you, Boo. I don't think I've ever read it while you were on the, on the show. Uh, but anyhow, thank you for that. Yeah, I like that. I think that's, uh, I think that's important, and I'm glad you're talking about the things that you're talking about. But let's veer off to a, a little holiday cheer. Are you, uh, are you all ready for the holidays? Christmas is right around the corner. Do you uh, have your tree up and decorated all the presents bought? Well, I have to admit, uh, Boo, uh, we had uh, uh, we were had a, the uh, storm surge coming through, and it t- wiped out all of our Christmas decorations, all of our Christmas cards, our, our tree. I wiped out everything. So we have some things that weren't destroyed that we're using for Christmas, but uh, uh, we're you know for the longest time I said to myself, I got to get down there and clean out that area. <laughs> well, <laughs> Ian cleaned it. 
it's cleaned out now. I'm telling you, not only it, we had built-ins, we had all kinds of things down in that garage. We had a private garage, and it was all wiped out, all totally destroyed. It's just the power of that surge was just unbelievable. But but that said, you know what? We're grateful. It's a time of uh, time of the year to be grateful and uh, uh, new beginnings. So uh, just everything is great. How about you? Are you ready? just uh well it's just kind of crazy how, how it's all gone but nevertheless it's a cheerful time of the year so like i say i i really enjoy uh the christmas season well i do too you know and and just think about all the people up in fort myers who lost so much oh and it's got to be a, a real stressful time for a lot of people that you know they lost their clothes their house their cars their businesses there's got to be a lot of people that are just you know really kind of shell-shocked yeah, it's, it's really, really sad. Uh, I know of one circumstance. Of course, when you when you know somebody personally, where they've had been in, but her husband lost all of his tools for what he does. He lost his truck. They lost their home. They, you know, it's just, they they all they have is are like her job is pretty much what what she's got. So it's so sad because uh, they're starting not from the beginning. They're starting with a big setback. That's exactly right. So yesterday, uh, the uh, they've uh, round the, the gavel for the uh, January sixth committee, and they they finished their work. <laughs> what a farce! Anyway, what are your thoughts on all that? Well, you know, with seven Democrats and two Republicans, and they voted unanimously to uh, issue four criminal uh, judgments against Trump for trying to overturn the election, and the four were conspiracy to defraud the U.S to make a false statement, insurrection, and obstruction of an official proceeding. Um, so, they, this is their unanimous recommendation. Do you think he'll be charged? I think that's the question that needs to be asked. Well, you know, Boo, what I see, they've got this special prosecutor right now, or special counsel who's... Uh, what, black his name is? I forgot what his name is. But anyhow, they, he's, he's, they got him doing it, going to uh, do an investigation into Donald Trump and to Mar-a-Lago and all the things that are happening. Now they, they uh, want the Department of Justice to charge Trump and other crimes. You know, what are they afraid of? My goodness, uh, <laughs> they, they wanted to pass a law so he couldn't run for office. Uh, what this all illustrates to me is that he is over the target and they are scared to death of Donald Trump. I don't know why. Uh, you know why they can't hold their ideas up against his, and uh, but irrespective, uh, the, what, what I think is it's just going to solidify the support for Trump even further with the people that support him. I, I think you're right. I think so. This this is just like a media circus, and it's it's uh, what do you call that? Where it's a, like a, a monkey trial, or you know, it's just a, a trumped up thing. I don't know. I think I think you're right. I think they're afraid of. 
Yeah. Uh, um, and you're right. Why? I don't know. It's almost like they say the word Trump and sort of have a meltdown about it. And um, it, but in the long run, <clears throat> do you think this is going to hurt or help him? I, I don't think I don't think it's going to hurt him. Uh, whether to help him or not, I have no idea. I mean, the, there, there's a couple things going on right now. You know, he is an outsider who doesn't buy into, and he's not part of the uh, the uniparty machine. He refuses to go along to get along, and so a, a lot of people are very nervous. The deep state, uh, the FBI, the CIA, all the uh, Department of Justice, they are very, very concerned about this guy coming in and. Uh, well, uh, you know, all arms and elbows and stuff like that and uh, wanting to eliminate the problems that we have with big government. A lot of people are not supportive of that. No, no. Do you think that they're, <clears throat> they're going to re- uh, recommend disciplinary action? Well, uh, right now it's really up to the Department of Justice. Uh, and uh, I would imagine that the uh, depart- that the, this uh, Attorney General will press charges against Trump and he'll have to go through this process. They'll do whatever they can, like I say, to, to uh, reduce his support and to keep him off the ballot. Uh, I don't think any of it's going to work, quite frankly. Said the person who was <laughs> voted out of office by sixty <laughs> percent. Can you see the irony of this? I mean, boo. I mean, she's going to become a footnote in history. I don't know what she's going to do after January third. She's she's not going to be a U.S. congressman. So if she doesn't even have any support. Or she was kicked out of the Republican Party in in Wyoming. What's she going to do? Yeah, that's right. We all seem to do podcasts. We're <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> it's a wide open market. Why not, huh? I well, you know, let's see what happens. I don't know. The word that I was looking for was kangaroo court. Kangaroo court. Uh, yeah, yeah. Trump's called the committee a kangaroo court, and I think he's right. He absolutely is. But uh, the monkey thing is all about the Scopes trial. That goes back into uh, early. What's I think it was in the nineteen twenties. Where uh, there was a, it was really a, a, a trial about uh, creative creation versus evolution, right? Remember that? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That was a, yeah, that was years ago. But you know, with all of this, is this a threat to our institutions, to the U.S. institutions? Well, from my standpoint, what I see is a lot of our institutions have become so corrupt, and they've lost their uh, their mission, their uh, you know, mission. What do they call it? Mission creep. They've kind of gotten away from what they're intended to do. Uh, the CIA, the FBI, the Department of Justice. Uh, now you got the SEC, uh, who's supporting this uh, this uh, environmental justice nonsense. You know, just uh, our our institutions have been corrupt, and they need to be uh, cleaned out, in my opinion. What do you think? Well, that's the problem. Many of these people aren't voted into office. They're appointed. Um, you know, yeah. you, you take, for example, the Department of Homeland Security as uh, Alejandro Mayorkas. Uh, he, you know, he's saying, nope, the border is under control. <laughs> I mean, well, 2.5 million people pouring across the border in just 2022 alone. 
and uh, he's just lying. And so that's just, uh, uh, an, I think, an indication of how corrupt the institutions have become. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, how can you in your right mind say that the border is cleaned up, that the border is stable? It's far from it. All you have to do is look at, uh, uh, do, go to a local newscast and you see how chaotic it is. Well, and now you've got uh, the mayor of New York saying he wants $3 billion in order to take care of these people that are coming into New York. And what, are the, what about the people in uh, uh, El Paso, Texas? They've got people sleeping on the streets and all over the place. I mean, they, they're just overwhelmed with uh, illegal migrants. Again, oh my God. Yeah. yeah, so we, you know, uh, uh, people have to, uh, you know, just take a look at the Constitution. We have to get back to constitutional rule of law and enforce our laws. And if we don't like the laws, change the laws. But, uh, you know, you have to enforce the law. And that's exactly what they're not doing. They're, running, they're going around the law. And the president is leading this, leading this charge, in my opinion. Yeah, I think you're right. It's, um, I think that's why, <clears throat> you know, our general leadership is weak. And everybody has, is so agitated or has anxiety about how everything is being handled now. Yeah. And I think this whole trial against Trump continues to add to the anxiety and just the, the sense of chaos. Nothing is working. Yeah. Indeed. You know, Boo, I just always appreciate, you know, just to end on a happy note here, I just wish you the very best for the holiday season and uh, f with your family, you know, and it's thank just, you. it's really a gift to have you on the show every week. So thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you. And I wish you a very Merry Christmas with you and Linda and have a wonderful holiday. Celebrate gratitude. Exactly. Thank you so much, Boo. All right, coming up, we're going to be visiting with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239 239-325-1041. Offices located at Good. Hey, I'm kind of putting Court things together Suite, with mailing wire today. My technology broke down again, so I'm going to try something different. So I'm going to push you on speakerphone to have our interview. products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial <laughs> Services, LLC. So uh, I've got in front of me uh, licensed spectrum. Want to talk about that? All right, let me stick you on hold. We'll be on air in just a second. Finish what you started with a Hodges University. See, are you year. there? You can complete your bachelor's yeah. degree okay, in cool. one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700 
or visit hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Choice Social. Choice Social is a new, refreshing social networking platform, and you can find out more and download the app by visiting the website choicesocial.us. We have with us Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Seton. Tell us about Less Government. Yeah, we exist to reduce the size, scope, and sphere of influence of government, and the U.S. doesn't appear to be so. No, that's right. Well, that's the continuing theme on this show is that right now government is the problem, not the solution. And uh, getting more and more that way. Hey, you wrote a really great column, License Spectrum, the little-known crucial China competition story. It's pretty darn interesting, Seaton. Maybe you can tell us about it. Yeah, you know, you've heard, you see all these ads on TV for 5G, which stands for Fifth Generation Wireless Network. And, of course, the last one was 4G and 3G and going backwards. Um, I, and what that means is it's the new generation and set the globe. 
And, well, and uh, right now, how are we doing in terms of making uh, licensed spectrum available uh, to be able to expand? Not as well as we should. Um, it, it's up to the Federal Communications Commission to get corral the different governments. You know, obviously, you, you could probably get some of the agencies that have a lot of spectrum. It's the Defense Department and the National Security Agency and, and those places. And every time they... You, even though they're not using it at all or very well, every time you say, well, let's clear some of it and auction it off, national security, or they yell national security. Yeah. And because government gets very protective of its turf. And and so, and, and for whatever reason, both good and bad, the FCC has not been a priority under the Biden administration. Right. Um, so they're, they're kind of going along and doing the bare minimum for the first two years. Uh, Obviously, identifying uh, wireless spectrum and making it available for auction is not just going along to getting along. That's a proactive, you know, activity. And I haven't seen a whole lot of movement out of that agency in that regard. So, I mean, so we've got these uh, silos, I guess we could call them. Uh, is anybody taking a look at the big picture and saying, hey, we're in this race for 5G, we got to win? Well, obviously, the private sector is. That's part of what they're saying when they say, please give us more Again, I, I hearken back to what we learned from Hunter Biden's laptop. Um, the Bidens have received a lot of money from the Chinese, and they don't seem particularly keen on competing with them the way a, a rival country should. Rival being the nice way to put it. Yeah. I'd say we're enemies. But, um, yeah, I just, I, again, when it comes to China, they, they do these little visual aid window dressings that don't amount to much and the fundamental things that we sh can and should be doing to compete with china there's little to no movement from uh, from biden and when there is movement often it's in the wrong direction seaton motley again the fa are you ready for the holidays seaton I, I think so um, I, it's, it's a belizean christmas so all the expats are getting together on the beach and and, and feeding each other oh that's nice yes. That's pretty yeah. cool. Are there a lot of ex? Uh, by the way, for our listeners' benefit, uh, Seton has picked up and moved from the Paradise Coast here to Texas, and now is in Belize. So, how's life in Belize? It's it's fantastic. You want to talk about less government? There's less government. My waterfront lot, after I build my house on it, will be twenty dollars a year in property tax. My goodness, unbelievable. Seton Motley, again, the founder and president of Less Government. You can visit Less Government on uh, Facebook. Also go to lessgovernment.org. You can visit uh, Less Government there. Seton, always appreciate your commentary here on the show. I hope you have a great holiday season. Thanks so much for joining us. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas to you, Seton. Thank you. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Linda Harden. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. <laughs> Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. 
You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me, and he will help you, too. Twitter. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability, among other things, creating policies and programs to get able-bodied folks off of welfare and back to work, even though the Biden administration is trying to get them on welfare. We're working against it, and I say we because I'm on the board, proudly serving on the board. I hope you find out more and visit the website, thefga.org. We have with us Linda Harden. She's my wife. She's also one of the most well-informed people I know with regard to policy and politics. Linda, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Another morning of drama. Huh? Yeah, another morning of drama on the computer. By the way, my computer just totally broke down, the one that I record the show on. So we're trying something new. We're putting it together with bailing wire. And uh, so far, so good. I'm enjoying the show. Okay, good. <laughs> so uh, what's top of mind for you today? Oh, I mean, where do we begin? Uh, Twitter, Twitter, and uh, everything that's going on with that. The Tara Reid uh, interview we saw with Tucker Carlson last night was mind blowing. Um, hey, but let's stop there because that was so interesting. Tucker Carlson is so brave. I mean, he is—he actually revealed the possibility that the CIA was involved in the assassination of President John F. Kennedy, along with perhaps Linda Baines Johnson, uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson, as, uh, in, in a plot that, to kill the president. By, that, by the way, that was very revealing on Jack Basobic's show yesterday. Ed Roger Stone, who knew uh, Nixon and said, um, um, when Roger Stone asked um, uh, Nixon who he thought killed John F. Kennedy, uh, Roger Stone said, Nixon said, well, he shuddered and said, well, both Lyndon and I wanted to be president, but I wasn't willing to kill for it. So that was just like, yeah. what in the heck is going on? Well, so just uh, now, again, that was stunning. And again, I think Tucker Carlson is one of the most courageous broadcasters I know. But in addition to that, uh, he had Tara Reid on his show. It's called Tucker Carlson Today. It's on was it Fox, Fox Nation? Nation right? Yeah, and uh, it's an it's an app that you can 
that's uh, you can have but but if you wait I mean you can get Tara Reed's interview on tuckercarlson.com now because he puts he eventually puts his interviews on his website so you can get them for free yeah so but uh, uh, Fox Nation I think is a good investment anyhow that said Maybe you could tell us about what you discovered, what you found out with regard to his interview of Tara Reid. Now, just to remind you, she made accusations about uh, that uh, of uh, sexual, you know, that uh, Biden was a sexual predator and he was working for her. So what are your thoughts? Well, it just confirmed that that Joe Biden is a lech and that that he will go out and destroy people's lives in order to to further his own um to further his own his own life career and whatever. I mean, the the way she described him, as when he got angry and when when she revealed what he had done to, um, to other people, when he got angry, he had this sickening smile on his face, and it reminds me so often of when he's in in front of. Uh, if somebody in the news media asks him a difficult question, he has that same evil smile. Yeah. And it, I mean, he. I remember a quote, and I don't remember if it was from Tara Reid's book or whatever, but but uh, Joe Biden was told whoever was in charge of um, his hit squad or whatever you want to call it said, destroy her. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and her life was destroyed. Her life was absolutely destroyed. She couldn't get a job. They, she, they went after her family. The IRS came after her, took her house away. It, it was just, it was it's horrifying. It was horrifying. Horrifying indeed, and uh, I mean, she had aspirations. She was a young, idealistic person. She had no idea that what was to happen. Uh, Joe Biden actually penetrated her, and uh, it was rape in so many senses of the word. And uh, uh, when she didn't go along to get along, uh, he turned tables on her and told her that she was nothing. She had political aspirations. She had served. Uh, with I've forgotten his name now. The uh, uh, who she served with previously, uh, P- Panella. What is his name? Uh, uh, Lou, Lou Panetta. Panetta. That's it. Lou Panetta. Uh, Panetta. And then she served. Uh, she served with uh, with uh, Senator Biden. And, uh, and that- she she voted she voted for Obama and and whatever. And and now um, after I mean that that interview went on for well over an hour. And and she said as so many. Democrats we've seen with this COVID stuff, Malone or whatever, um, we will never vote Democrat yeah, again, yeah. ever. But I just highly recommend that interview. Uh, Tara Reid's uh, interview with Tucker Carlson on, uh, well, Tucker Carlson uh, today. today or uh, .com as well. So uh, it's sad uh, commentary, but I think that's symbolic and uh, symptomatic of what's going on in the Democrat Party right now. People are so hungry for power. And uh, it's pretty clear to me that Biden now has just lost any sense of uh, uh, the reality around. Well, that went a long time ago. Oh, yeah, <laughs> with honesty. I mean, he's uh, lying to the American people about just about everything. And uh, he thinks he's going to get away with it. Uh, well, let's see what happens in the next Congress. Hopefully, there'll be some accountability. By the way, um, let me do a full circle because I want to mention this on your show. We were talking about uh uh, COVID for just a, a brief second, but um, Dr. Robert Malone, who's another uh, Democrat who had voted, given money to, to Biden and Obama and whatever, but this this COVID-19 uh, travesty just has, he's been out, he's been one of the leaders in calling it a, what it really is, and that's a hoax. 
Um, he's got a new book out called uh, Lies My Government Told Me. It's Dr. Robert Malone. You can get it on Amazon if you want hardcover, but because he wants this information to get out uh, to the public, he's offering it Kindle version for free. So if you go to um, Amazon and, and just log on um, to that book, uh, Lies My Government Told Me by Dr. Robert Malone, you'll see the Kindle set and you'll just, you can just download it for free. And I think it's it's, I mean, I ordered a hard copy just because I, I want it. I well, want it. it sounds like a nice Christmas present for anybody, for themselves, actually. Uh, but again, I think he is a real champion. Linda, I always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. We're done already? Yeah, we're done. <laughs> Thank you, Linda. And Merry Christmas to you. Okay, we're going to have more here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. <laughs> Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining to choice are the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit blueprovencenaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's blueprovencenaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show, and uh, that's a wrap here on today's show, by the way. Uh, tomorrow we've got great guests, including uh, Bob Levy, he's Chairman Emeritus of the Cato Institute, as well as Andrew Joppa will be joining us as well. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. Listening to the Bob Harton Show on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharton.com. <laughs>